Welcome to an encouraging word from Pastor Elliot Warren from Cross Culture Church in Houston, Texas. So anyway, this morning I want to just share with you something that I believe is really, really powerful for today. And it has to do with, um, you know, how to connect with God and what God's doing and what God's saying so that we can end up where God wants us to be. I do believe this is an amazing season. I believe God's going somewhere. I believe God wants us to connect with him, to be uh, at one with him. And as that happens, he's going to bring us to where we need to be. He's going to do the work. That doesn't mean, though, that we are not involved. That doesn't mean that we, we don't have our part to play. We definitely have our part to play. But, but as I mentioned, this is going to be an amazing season. I would call it, first of all, a, a time of, of going forward and increasing our territory. The first area of your territory that I believe God's going to have you increase is inside you. It's areas where maybe the enemies come in, areas of discouragement, areas where you've been wounded, inside, in, in one form or other. Maybe, maybe it may not be physically inside you. Maybe it's in your territory where you already are, in your business, in your family, places where he's come in. I believe that God wants to give you those. That's what we call restoration most of the time. That's one word we can use, restoration. God wants to bring restoration to your life. Uh, the second thing that I believe that God wants to do is to give you advancement. God wants to bring you places you've never been. God wants to give you opportunities you've never had. He wants to increase your influence. He wants to increase and bless you, I believe, in this hour and give you territory just like he did with his people in the Old Testament. But for these things to happen, we have to recognize that we have to go forward. We have to go forward in God, forward into the things that God has for us. We can't sit back. We can't be passive and just let life pass us by and think, well, God will just bless us. No, that might happen at some level. But for you to enter in fully into the things that God wants you to have, you have to connect with him and you have to go forward with him. You have to be where he is. And, and in that, it's like being on a train. You've got to make the decision to get on that train. You've got to get on the train and you've got to get on the right train, right? But God says, I believe in this hour, what he's saying is, if you'll get on his train, if you'll go where he is, it's going to be amazing where he'll take you. He will do all the effort, but you just have to make the effort to get on. Amen. So God's got a plan and is he's got a plan for you. That's an amazing thing. He's got a plan for every single one of us. And if we will connect to that plan, if we will connect to God and stay connected, it's going to be wonderful what happens. There's a word that comes to me so regularly in this hour, and that's in First uh, Samuel 30, verse 8. David was, was um, David had just had this bad thing happen to him. It's probably one of the worst things. He did have some other bad things happen later. But that, that was uh, in a different category. But anyway, David had a really bad day. His wife, his children, all his family, everyone's family, everybody, everybody lost everything that day. They'd been, they'd been kidnapped, taken away, captive by another nation, uh, another group of warriors that were against David. 
And so, and not only that, they burned everything. They left, left everything where, where, you know, David comes back and they go, we've got nothing. And so that day, you know, David's very discouraged. And then, and then he, he says this to God after he encourages himself. You see, once you're, once you encourage yourself, you begin to see possibilities. When you're discouraged, it's just like everything's falling in. Nothing's working. Oh, woe is me. But you can be in that same situation and you're encouraged and you start to see things differently. So he gets encouraged. And from that point on, he starts to pray differently. He starts to talk differently. And he he says when he's encouraged, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? You see how he goes from that place of discouragement to encouragement And now what's he looking? He's ready and willing to go forward. He's willing to fight. And he says, God, is this the direction that I need to go in? And God says, yes, go forward. If you will go forward, if you will rise up, if you will pursue, I will give it to you. Man, I believe this is a message for us in this hour. I believe that there's so many people You've been discouraged. Maybe you've been in a long battle. Maybe you've been sick a long time. Maybe you've had different battles on different fronts. Maybe there's a breakthrough that you've hoped would happen, and it just seems like, well, you're destined to not get that breakthrough. You're, you're just where you're supposed to be. You know, maybe you've had a negative year where it looks like everything's bad. Everything bad's been happening. You might have had like, a negative long season of life where for a long time it just looks like things aren't coming together for you. You see, you can be tempted just to fall into that category of people that just get into the mindset of, oh, woe is me. Why does this happen to me? Why don't I go forward? Why this? Why that? But you see, God's just wanting you to be encouraged And he's wanting you to say, um, you know, God is with me. I don't care what it looks like. God is with me. God is for me. God is my help. God's going to empower me. And all I need is the, the go ahead. God, shall I pursue? God, shall I overtake him? And then I believe, you know, what God said is what God's saying right now. If you will rise up in this hour, if you will go forward, you will overtake, you will recover all. And not only that, you're going to expand your territory. You're going to have more than just the the restoration. There's going to be more than that. And if you remember what happened with David, he not only retook, he got restoration in his life. He went beyond that. And he brought back a whole lot that God gave him. His territory was increased. This is not the time to say, woe is me. This is not the time to be discouraged. This is the time to rise up. Because if you don't rise up in this hour, if you don't encourage yourself in this hour, you can miss out on the very blessing God has determined that he wants to bring you into. I love this verse. I've read this recently, but it's in Psalm 138. God says this. 
well, actually, David was reading this. Um, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand will save me. You see, he's talking about an enemy that's coming against the wrath, the anger of the enemy. And I want to just say, Satan might have done something against you. You might have had a bunch of attacks you've gone through, difficulties you've had to endure, things you've had to struggle through, pray through, rise up against. You might have had to have gone through that for quite a while. But God says, though that has happened, guess what's going to happen? He's going to revive you. He's going to restore you. And he's going to stretch out his hand against your enemy. How's he going to stretch out his hand against your enemy? He's going to do that through a revived you. Amen. The enemy has done something evil. He's attacked me. God will revive me. And then God will stretch out his hand through the enemy. I believe through us. God shall soon crush Satan underneath your feet. I love that. That shows you he intends not just to bless you, but to make you into something, to strengthen you. Where the, where the flesh part of you has given up hope, he's saying, now I want the faith part of you to rise up. I want you to do this thing, not because you're going, oh, I can do it, I'm a great person, but because you go, God is great. Through God, I can do all things. There is no mountain that's too big for God, you see. Now where you got in despair because of yourself, and sometimes God lets your situation be so bad that you lose all hope in yourself. But that's in the, the exact place where God will revive you, and he will revive you with faith. Where you were in discouragement, he's going to say, now don't look to yourself anymore. Look to me. Watch what I'm going to do. I'm getting ready to do something really big here. So rise up. And I want you to pay attention to this thing. These two things, by the way, always come together. The first thing is that uh, God revives. And the second thing, God will stretch out his hand through you. Isn't that what David did, by the way? God revived David. Is that not true? He encouraged himself. He made a decision. I'm not going to be down. And God revived him. Man, look how strong he went. David was ready to die just about. They cried all day long. He went to go spend time with God. He got encouraged. Man, he's ready to go. That's really, really powerful. God revived him. And then, and then what happened? God stretched his hand out against the one who had touched David. You see, the one who had brought havoc against David. The very one that had been hindering him. And I'll just say this. In this hour, if you will rise up and encourage yourself, there is such a train of God moving forward. If you get on that train through your encouragement, through believing God, through not being discouraged, through not letting negative thoughts come into your mind, through being very vigilant about this, you know, and paying attention and being strong every day, it's not so hard. Most people won't do the little bit that they need to do to be strong every day, like just to, to pray a strong prayer in the morning. It can be a few minutes to say, a, you know, to, to get the word of God in your mind. It doesn't take that much, but laziness will keep you from being strong. You see, you've got to make the effort to be strong. You've got to make the effort. It's not hard. 
It just takes a little time and effort. I mean, it's really not hard at all. And if you will just do that, God will strengthen you. And guess what's going to happen? He's going to stretch out his hand just like he did with David. And you're going to see your enemies wiped away, so to speak, destroyed. There's a restoration that will take place in your soul. And beyond that, there's going to be advancement where you end up with more than you had before. I believe that's God's desire right now, and I'm so excited about it. You can see this pattern all throughout the Bible, and I just want to mention this pattern today. I want you to understand this pattern that happens. It happened here with David. First of all, what do you have? You've got inspiration. He got inspiration. He heard from God. You know, uh, God said something to him. What was that word that he heard? Pursue. That's all he heard. Pursue. You're gonna, it's going to work out. Pursue. He didn't give him any more details that we know of. He didn't say at that time, he didn't go, okay, pursue. Do it this way. Do it at this time of the day. Do it at this day. He could have given all those details. But all he said was pursue. And see, what David has to do now is do the one thing God's told him to do. And he has to trust that the rest of the instructions will come along the way. I can tell you from my life, many times when God gives me a word, I want to get, you know, I don't want to just point A. I want B, C, D. I want to understand A through Z before I get going. But God sometimes just says, A. And you have to go, okay, boom, I'm going to do A. B will come to me when I go. And that's exactly what happened, by the way. Second thing that happens, so first of all, there's inspiration. Inspiration, which again can be very simple. It can be as easy as pursue or other things. Secondly, there's a stepping out. There's a stepping out. Once you get inspiration, you have to do something with your inspiration. The Bible talks all the time about hearing and doing. It sticks those two things together, hear and do. The one who hears and does, that's so important. Hearing without doing is zero. It ends up with nothing. Everybody who can hear, the question is, will you do? Will you do what God wants you to do? Over and over, the Bible talks about blessed is the person who hears and does the word. He's going to be like this. He's going to be like that. So many people hear, but they won't do the little things that God's told them to do. Man, you'd be surprised how many people, oh, I know I ought to be doing this. Oh, I know I ought to be doing that. Well, why aren't you doing it? Do you not realize that is the reason why you're not getting breakthrough in life? God's inspired you to do one little thing and you won't do it. There's always some other reason you're going to do something else instead. You're always going to put off what God told you to do. Your breakthrough is waiting on you to do what you know you ought to do. Man, it's so powerful. It's so easy. How many people are too lazy to do what God told them to do, and they won't do it. And they'll put off that and do any other little thing that comes, you know, getting in the way. Why? I don't know why. It's just the craziest thing. But it takes, it does take effort just to simply do. And I can tell you this, it's a lot easier than you, you might imagine. But the difficult problem is you, right? The difficult problem is your willpower. You have to will to do. Man, I love that. The Bible talks about willing to do, being will to do. Uh, So once you decide to do what you know you ought to do, man, I will tell you, you're going to connect with the blessings of God so fast. 
you're going to connect with the will of God so fast. And I will just say right now, it's super important that you do this. You might have been putting off obeying God, putting off doing that little thing God's told you to do. But uh, don't do that anymore. You're going to miss out on where God wants to take you. And then, okay, so first of all, inspiration, the word, the knowledge of what you ought to do. Secondly, you got to step out in it. Third thing is you've got to have divine intervention when you do step out. You see, when you step out, you, um, sometimes things will take a while for them to come to pass. So you can hear God, you can step out, and then, and then you've stepped out to where God is. God's going to bless you in that place. And by the way, if you don't hear and do what God says, you'll never be there. But anyway, God will bless you in that place, but you've got to be willing to stay in that place of power because sometimes it's not like an immediate breakthrough. Sometimes it's a breakthrough that comes through a, a battle or through a, a walking through something. It reminds me of the season or the, the battle where Joshua, they were, he was told to go fight. God had him go fight and it was of the Lord. So he's winning. Moses, though, has his hands up. Every time Moses puts his hands down, Joshua begins to lose the battle. They're, they're actually losing in a battle that God called them to win. God has called them to the battle. They're doing the will of the Lord. They're in the place where they're going to be blessed. But God is saying, you see, you've got to have my divine intervention. You see, that's the real, the, the emphasis of this third point. You've got to have divine intervention even after doing what God wants you to do. And so you have to stay connected to God and stay in prayer and walk this thing through. Amen? So here we've got through three things. You've got uh, inspiration, right? Then you've got action. You've got to do something. And then you've got empowerment. You've got to have empowerment. And it will come to you as you're doing what you're supposed to do it, be doing and you're staying connected with God. So I want to look at these three areas in a little bit more depth, particularly the first one, um, which is inspiration. Okay, so let me just say this. You will never be in God's best for your life if you don't get inspiration. You'll never be where God wants you to be fully if you don't get inspiration. You can't just say, I'm going to plow forward in faith inspiration and hearing God and flowing with that is key to you having success in life. As I said before, this can be so simple. All right. With David, what was it in this one incident? It was pursue, right? Not a lot of details, just pursue. And I want to encourage you today. Just do the initial things that you know God wants you to do. From that, more is going to come. Now, I want to just say this right now, because I believe that today, right here, in this hour even, even during this message, probably in the next minute, if you'll tune in to God as you're listening, God will inspire you and speak to you of what he would have you to do. It might be so simple. Now, let me give you a few examples here. Um, we have David 
And if you look at David in this story, there's a story, and I, I shared this a few weeks ago, but David had, um, he had a fight, I believe it was with the Philistines, and he goes, God, should I go up? You remember how he asked, shall I pursue? Well, he asked that with the Philistines in a different situation, and God goes, yes. So he fights and he defeats them. The exact same scenario happens a little later. And so David could think, um, should I go? I think, I, well, I'll just go fight him again. But he asked God, and God says, no, don't fight him the way you're thinking. Don't do what you're thinking. Back up, go around the back, and wait. And you're going to hear some noise in the bushes and the, and the tops of the trees of marching. When you hear that noise, then go out. You see, he asked God. God inspired him with the right direction that he needed. Now, I want you all to think about this story. This first illustration. God knew what the Philistines were planning. Right? Are you all with me? Because God knew what the Philistines were planning, he used that knowledge that David did not know, and God used the knowledge of that against them. God tells David something to get David in the right place to be able to have victory. Okay, there are a few things that just come into my mind that are so interesting to me. If David had not been inspired by God, he would have not been in the right place for victory. Do y'all see that? Yes? He had to hear from God, and God knew something he didn't know. Another thing which is just very intriguing to me, is there any, anything else that just strikes you as strange about this story? One thing that strikes me strange about this story is that God needed to use strategy, or He decided to use strategy. We tend to think, oh, God will just do it. Well, there can be truth in that, but God has to lead you. Are y'all are with me? Why couldn't David just go straight ahead and God kill them? Why does God need to know all that other information? Why does it matter that they're strategizing a certain way to, to defeat David a certain way? And God goes, oh no, don't do that. Go this. Why does that even matter to God? Why can't God just destroy them? I guess he could, but all I know is God uses strategy. He wants us to be a part of the strategy. He plans our, our victory. He plans the enemy's defeat, and he wants us to be a part of that. And it's amazing to me that God uses strategy. When you step back and you look at what's going on in the earth, it's amazing. When you see God intervene, you'll, you'll back up and go, wow, God used strategy. Wow, God planned. God brought a plan to pass. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Are y'all with me on that? That just blows me away. It doesn't look like it impresses you maybe as much as it does me. But when I'm thinking about that, I'm going, wow, it's just amazing to me 
that God uses intelligence to make things happen in addition to His power. He makes things right. He pos- and how do you get aligned right? You've got to stay in connection. How did God... And look at this. This direction that David got was contrary to what David would have known. Do y'all see that? Now, I want you to make a note of that in your mind. Sometimes God will direct you contrary and differently than anything you would have known in your mind. He will direct you that way because He knows things you don't know. We call that a word of wisdom. It's God's wisdom. It just came to you, but it wasn't your wisdom. You wouldn't have known that. You don't know what these other people are going to be doing. God put that wisdom there. He gave it to him. He knew it was God, right? Now, there's another incident with David. Y'all remember the time when David's own son was driving him out of the kingdom? David's own son had more power than David did. Uh, Everybody was following David except the old crew, it looked like. Excuse me, they were following Absalom to come kill David. Absalom comes in. He's He's taken over Jerusalem. And David tells his friend, Hushai. Now, this was from inspiration of God. David tells his friend Hushai. Hushai, Hushai, by the way, was David's counselor. He had two counselors that we know of, Hushai and Ahithophel. Almost said his name wrong. Ahithophel. So Ahithophel actually stayed with Absalom. And he was working with Absalom because Ahithophel had bitterness against David. So Ahithophel is giving Absalom amazing advice on how to win. He's being used of the devil, but he has the gift. The devil's using it. Do y'all see that? Now, David goes, Hushai, if you can help me in any way, go back, pretend like you're with him, with Ahithophel, and thwart the counsel of Ahithophel. Don't let him listen to Ahithophel because he is brilliant. He has a gift from God. He's using it for the devil right now. But Hushai, go thwart his counsel. Ahithophel gives counsel to Absalom on how to defeat David. And what we get from the Scriptures is it was advice that would have succeeded. Absalom would have killed David and would have had the kingdom. But it says Hushai interjects. And when Absalom goes, well, what do you think? Hushai interjects and says, no, I don't think that's good. He paints a picture. It's amazing what he does and how he does it. What a wise man of how he painted a picture in Absalom's mind. And to make a long story short, getting Hushai into that meeting was what saved David's rear end, so to speak. We look, at, look, we look at what happened, but it all happened because of one simple little inspiration of getting this man Hushai in the right place. You see, that one tiny little thing, which I believe is inspiration from God, was exactly what brought them to victory. Had Hushai not been there, that one little thing, David would have been killed, his, most of his men killed, and Absalom would have been set up. 
in a good way for Absalom. But because of this, Ahithophel's counsel was thwarted. It wasn't taken. <laughs> and um, Absalom also was told, you need to be in the battle. You see, when they see you in the battle, the Absalom, who's representing Satan, gets in the battle. Because that wasn't going to happen before. Now, not only is David not going to be killed, Absalom's going to be taken out. The devil's going to be taken out. Do y'all see what I'm saying? Look what that one little idea that God gave him, how it positioned him. And I love the story. Absalom is running through, I think he's on his mule. Could you imagine today? Anyway, he's going through and he has glorious hair. He's got thicker hair than anybody you know. And he's riding. He's not gotten it cut lately. It gets stuck in some strong branches. The horse keeps on moving. And here he is stuck. His hair's all entangled in this branch. I mean, this is the craziest story. But you see, look how God set that up. They did their part. They, did, they brought Hushai there. They did the wisdom of the Lord. They were where they were supposed to be. Then look how God set everything up. And Absalom is the king, so the false king is dangling, hanging from his head in a tree. How many of you could imagine having a better scenario than that if you're wanting to take Absalom down. God set him up. And it all happened because of Hushai and, his, and that one little thing he did. Man, now I want you to just, right so far, notice two different ways God can speak to you. First of all, God can inspire you to do something that you weren't even thinking about. It goes against your wisdom. But God can also give you insight to do something that makes sense to you. Are y'all with me? Uh, we tend to think every time God speaks to us, it's going to be something we would have never imagined. Not always. David here is flowing with God. It makes sense to David, but the inspiration came from God. Sometimes God can inspire you to do something and it actually even makes sense to you. And you go, yes, that's right. It clicks with you. But just remember, that's not always the case. One other example of it not always being the case was an inspiration Jesus gave to Peter that I mentioned earlier in our little Zoom time. Peter fished all night. He was tired. You know, he's, he hears Jesus preaching, you know, and he's ready to go home. He wants to go to bed. He didn't catch anything all night. He's given up. And I love the story because he's given up hope in himself. You see, so often that is when the word of God is going to come to you when you've given up hope in your efforts. And that's a real message in this particular story. God wanted to convey that message. Peter doesn't have any hope in his efforts bringing any results in him fishing. And Jesus gives him a word. Go back in the deep, fish again. Now, I, I know Peter would have said, but Jesus, 
We just finished cleaning all our nets. We've been doing that, you know, while you've been preaching. You know, we, we, we cleaned our nets. We fished all night. And we're fishermen, and we know you're a carpenter, you know, preacher, carpenter. We, we, we know what we're doing. And we're super-duper tired. But then, but then he goes, what he ends up saying is, um, but because you said it. I'll do it. Now, I want you to look how simple this word is. He's a fisherman. Peter, go back into the deep and fish, right? Is, is, that, is it not? It's a little thing, right? It's a little thing. But guess what? It's inconvenient. There's something he'd rather be doing, sleeping, going home, maybe having a meal, before going to bed. Um, he's not excited about this. You know, he was probably going, oh man, if I just, I can just see the pillows right now. Oh, that, then that moment between going to sleep and sleep, oh, that, it just feels so good when my, my, my body just is yielded to that. Oh, I'm just, I'm looking forward to that. But then he goes, but because you, said it what's he saying inspiration you remember inspiration with no action has no results right inspiration with action brings results what does he do he goes out and he starts fishing of course what happened when he goes fishing he catches all these fish all these fish so let me ask you this. What would have happened if Peter had just said, that's a good idea. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll start next month. I, you, you know what I mean? He would have never had that testimony. He would have not caught all those fish. If he'd said, I'll do it later. Oh, this week. Not this, that. He, would have, he would not have caught at all. He had to go forward with God. Now, I want to encourage you wherever you are. I said this earlier, but you need to decide and sort of connect with God on what is God telling you? Let's just take just for a moment right now. I want to just as I want you to think through this for a moment. What's God telling you right now? What's God inspiring you to do? Um, it, it can be very simple. Don't try to think, you know, he's telling you to run for president or something like that. It just, just can be so simple, okay? Um, maybe God's telling you that you need to develop your prayer life, um, that you should pray every day. I, I know many people along my, in my life that uh, have said that, and I've seen some do that, and I've seen some say, I know I need to do that. I know God's wanting me to do it. And then they won't ever do it. And I'm like, look, even if you were just to say, I'll give 10 minutes if you start doing something that God's leading you to do, watch what happens there. It's going to expand. Maybe God's, you know, another thing I've, I've heard like, man, I need to be in church. I need to be in church. I know God wants me in church. I get blessed there. But, but then there can be every distraction you can imagine. Every reason why not to go. Da, 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 da. Let me ask you this. What has God said to you have you excused it have you said i'm too tired 
Have you said, I'm not excited about that? Have you said, I've got something else I'd rather do? Oh, this is an exception. I've got something else to do right now. That's just a common knee-jerk reaction our flesh has. And the excuse part of it makes us feel good about it. But look back in your life. Have you had a history of hearing and doing and being consistent? God wants you to hear today, and He wants you to make sure that you do what you know you ought to do, and that you are consistent with it, and that you walk it out. The person that hears my words and does my words, that is the one that shall be blessed. He shall prosper in whatever he puts his hands to. But don't think you hear and you do what God's saying if you get inspired and you don't do what you know you ought to do. The Bible says if you do that, you are just deceiving yourself. The one that hears but does not do, he is just deceiving himself. Maybe you feel good. Maybe you think, oh, I've got a heart toward God. Oh, blah, blah, blah. forget all of that. The heart is deceitful above all else. All I know is, if you hear and you do what you hear, you shall be blessed. Amen? So, write down what God's given you. You know, write it down. And it can, it can be more than just pray or get into the Word, be consistent, go to church. It can be so many other things, too. It could be start a business. It could be take a different job. It could be leave your job. I mean, there's so many things God will direct you on. But I'm just saying, on whatever it is, you pray that thing through. Because that inspiration, God means to inspire you. Didn't God say He speaks to His sheep? Didn't Jesus say He wants to communicate? Didn't He say the Holy Spirit would communicate things to you? Why do we act like that doesn't happen? God wants to communicate with you, and He wants you to act on that communication. Right? So, I hope right now, you're just, you're, you, something's changing in your brain and you recognize this thing is working differently than maybe you thought it did. You're supposed to hear something. You're supposed to do something about it. In fact, I'd say your whole life is like, this is it. Jesus is talking about, hey, I live to obey. I live to do your will. It brings joy to my heart. He was always receiving inspiration and direction, and he would do what God told him to do. And doesn't James also say, if you would pray and ask me for wisdom, which is direction, if you would pray and ask God for wisdom, will he not give liberally, exceedingly above? He says, yes, he will, but just believe that he will. God intends on instructing you, but it won't do you any, any good if you don't follow through and do something. Remember that. If you really want results from God, you want your life to change, your marriage to change, your spirituality to change, your connection with God to change, then you have to change. You can't just keep living like you're living and expect that you're going to be different. It won't happen. You're going to be the same tomorrow that you are now. You're going to be same next year or worse than you are now. Look back at your life. If you've not put your, your inspiration into action, you can say where you are now, you're no better off than you were five years ago. Please wake up and begin to put feet to your face, so to speak, to your inspiration. God will bring you somewhere really amazing. Now, I want to talk just a little bit about this 
inspiration. Think about this. If David had not stepped out when God said, pursue, you'll overtake him. What if David had go had said, yes, yes, pursue. Yes, I got a word, pursue. I'm going to get it. God said, pursue, and I'll get it. And he's just running around and going, God said, pursue, I'll get it. I'm going to get it. And then he just starts to say the second part of that. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. God's going to restore everything. God's going to restore everything. If that's all he did, he's not going to get anything. How many people get so excited about something? Hey, God says this. God says, hey, God's going to do this. And then he goes, but you have to pursue. If you don't pursue, you don't get. You see? <laughs> Peter had to go back and fish. Again, what if he hadn't done it? So let me just encourage you with this. Get inspiration. Write it down. I can guarantee you, there, you know, the vast majority of you hearing today, if you go spend time with God, God will show you at least something that He's inspiring you to do. He will reveal something to you. And the question is, are you willing to just or, to do it? Are you willing to start going in that direction? It's the craziest, most simple thing. But it's against your flesh. It's against your desires sometimes, or otherwise you'd already be doing it. But usually... It, it's just, it's some, it can be something so small. It's not always so small. Sometimes it can be something big, but God will have you ready for that if He ever asks you to do that. But let me just encourage you, do what God has inspired you to do. Write it down. You might already have known what to have done and just hadn't done it. I want to just encourage you. God loves you. God wants to give you victory. God wants to help you. If you'll stretch out your hand today and just say, God, you know where I've been? Somehow, I've just, I've never connected with just continuing to do what you want me to do. And I start and don't go on. If you'd be honest with God and from the bottom of your heart, just cry out to God and say, God, please help me. Help me. Give me victory over me. Give me victory over my flesh, over my bad habits. God, please help me. Let me promise you, God will come help you so fast because He loves to help His children and you're His child. He loves you so much. He wants you to have victory. He wants you to overcome. He wants you to have the best that He's got for you. He wants you to fulfill an amazing purpose in life. And when you turn and you finally want that and you say, God, please help me, Help me pull out of what I've become, who I am. God, please give me what I need. I want to just tell you again, God's going to do that. He will grab hold of you and he will pull you to where you need to be. Now, as you begin walking with God, this third thing, I'm just going to say, as you begin walking with God, there come those times when God puts you in a place where you need a miracle. Sometimes you need a miracle because you've got troubles. That can be now, okay? But another thing that can be happening is you need miracles because you stepped out on the water. You stepped out in faith to pursue something, to pursue God, to pursue new territory that you felt inspired. God called, Jesus called Peter out of the boat. Guess what happened when he got out of the boat? 
He obeyed, right? He took action. He stepped on the water and he walked on the water, right? But then what happened? He began to fall. Didn't God inspire him? Come out on the water. Didn't he obey? And yes, there was even a breakthrough. He walked on the water, but why did he fall? We have to have God's continued power working in us. It's a life of staying in faith, staying in trust, not doubting, rising up above every fear, being strong every day. I, you know, you might go, oh, that's, that's just going to wear me out. No, you're already worn out. Isn't that true? This is going to give you energy. This is going to give you zeal. You're already worn out. If you make the effort to stay connected with God, to, to receive power, to continually receive power as you're going forth and to the new place that God gives you, it's going to be amazing what God does. This season that's coming up, I believe it's going to shock everybody. I would not be surprised if some immensely negative things happen in our nation and things that shock everybody in that dimension. Um, but on the other side, I fully believe God's getting ready to do some things that are going to be so beyond what any of us have seen. He's going to begin to put things together, things that have been below the surface. He's going to raise them to the top. I see things happening all over this nation there are going to be so many things that people might say they're little things, they're little things, but there's going to be so many of them everywhere. There's going to be a God movement in this nation. I fully believe that. I believe that the tone of this nation is going to change. But my encouragement for you today is God wants to give you your breakthrough. Number one, He wants to restore your soul. Be encouraged. Do not be discouraged God is for you. He's not against you. You might have messed up. You might have been late. It doesn't matter where you've been. God says, I'm so for you. I want to help you out of that struggle you've been in. And not only does he want to restore you, God wants to give you, God wants to give us new territory. And I'm excited about both of those things. I'm excited about God in my personal life increasing, overcoming. I hope you are. And I'm excited in God and our corporate life and what God's doing. And I'm excited and so thrilled about new things that God's got in front of us. It's in front of us. It's amazing. Amen. It's a new season. As we hear and obey, there's going to be success. As we walk in that new season, stay connected so that we can keep walking on the water and we're going to really end up where God wants us to be. Amen. Father, we thank you for this hour that we're living in. God, what a great hour. What a great time when you're going to give us, give us increase. Lord, I just pray right now, Lord, for those that have been discouraged, um, some, some sick. Uh, Lord, I feel like there's somebody sick today, Lord, and discouraged because of it. God, I just pray right now in Jesus' name. For encouragement, Lord, I thank you for the healing that's in the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you for the testimony of Jesus' ministry showing us the heart of God to heal the sick. 
So, Lord, I declare that today. I declare that restoration, and I declare that victory. In the name of Jesus, I stand against all the lies of Satan, all the words of fear, all the words of reason in the mind that's contrary to faith. In the name of Jesus, I command you now to be exposed and broken off of every individual that needs a personal breakthrough that's wrestling with discouragement, that's wrestling with fear, that's wrestling with doubt and wondering, can I really make it? Will I really ever get my breakthrough? Will God also come through to me? Does God really do things like this still? God, I just pray, let all of those words be broken right now and let there be faith that says, with God, all things are possible. With God, nothing is impossible. Lord, let this word so shake everybody hearing me today in Jesus' name. And Father, there are so many today that need those breakthroughs. So Lord, we thank you that this is the season, the hour when you're reviving your people and you're stretching your hand out against our enemies. God, you're destroying them even in this hour in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you that this is the day of a going forward. It's not of just being restored. It's a going forward into new things, new opportunities, new avenues, uh, new uh, fields of fruitfulness. And God, we just thank you for that. We just say in advance, Lord, here we are, God. We are ready. Send us, God. Send us into what you want us to do. And Father, we pray, inspire us. Lord, inspire us today. And Father, lastly, I just pray that every person that's heard this today will take this message to heart and will seek you, God, and will seek inspiration. And they'll write down or just somehow commit what you say to memory. And Lord, that, that by the grace of God, this would be everyone's breakthrough hour where there's consistency, where there's not been. Lord, we're asking you this now. In Jesus' name. I just so have a heart for those, you know, so many are just so like watered down and just you're not, God's not your pursuit. You love the Lord somehow, but there's so many other things that this distract your life and they pull you away. There's always something else. I, my heart so goes out to you today and I believe this is the Lord's heart for you. You're, that's not the way you're meant to be with God. And God wants to so shake you, so turn you around, and so get you on course. But you've got to recognize there's something in your flesh, in your habits, that are keeping you from doing that. You're going to have to make a change that you're uncomfortable with. And you've got to make a decision to cross that barrier that you've not crossed. You can't keep trying to follow God the way you've always tried to follow Him and it's never worked out. It, you've got to make a, an, it needs to be an absolute commitment. So if that's you today, I, I really am asking you to consider this. This is a very important time for you. Please consider these words. Please don't keep living the way you've been living. That That Christian life is just, that's not God's best for you. You're never going to end up where God wants you to be that way. You've got to give that little effort, do what God says, and you're going to pop out of that which has been holding you back like a plague for so long. Amen. Well, God bless you all, and we will see you next week.